Welcome to our worship today from St Peter and St Paul's Seal, led by me, Canon Anne Labar. Thanks today go to Marion and to Babs for our readings, and we also thank the choristers of St Martin in the Fields for our two hymns. You can find service sheets and hymn words on our website. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel in silence and remember God's presence with us now. O 
Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus you are Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The psalm today is Psalm 147, verses 1 to 7. O praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God. Yea, a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem, and gather together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth those that are broken in heart, and giveth medicine to heal their sickness. He telleth the number of the stars, and calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and great is his power, yea, and his wisdom is infinite. The Lord setteth up the meek, and bringeth the ungodly down to the ground. O sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praises upon the harp unto our God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, starting at verse 3. Strengthen the weak hands, and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless will sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. This is the word of the Lord. We say the Magnificat together. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations.' 
He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed for ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hear the word of Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We say the Nunc Dimittis together. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And we say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the Queen, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Let us pray. Almighty God, who callest Luke the physician, whose praise is in the gospel to be an evangelist and physician of the soul, may it please thee that by the wholesome medicines of the doctrine delivered by him, all the diseases of our souls may be healed through the merits of thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, Defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the Feast of St Luke. He's the patron saint of doctors, which isn't surprising because according to the Bible he was one. St Paul calls him the beloved doctor in his letter to the Colossians. Rather more curiously, Luke is also the patron saint of artists, because according to legend, he painted an image of the Virgin Mary when he was visiting the house she shared with St John in Ephesus after the ascension of Jesus. Jesus had entrusted Mary and John to each other's keeping as he hung on the cross and tradition says they lived together for the rest of Mary's life. Quite why Luke painted her isn't spelled out in the legends, but they say that as he did so, she shared with him the stories of Jesus' conception and birth. Well, you have to talk about something while you're being painted. That's why, say the legends, Luke's Gospel is the only one to have the story of Gabriel's visit to Mary, and the journey to Bethlehem, and the manger and the shepherds. Sadly, it's highly unlikely that this legend is true, but if Luke didn't paint Mary in pigment, he certainly painted her in words far more vividly than the other Gospels. Luke seems to have been a companion of St Paul, and he's traditionally thought to have written the Acts of the Apostles, which tells Paul's story, as well as the Gospel that bears his name. Whoever wrote them seems either to have been a Gentile or what's called a Hellenistic Jew, a Jewish person who'd grown up in a Greek-influenced environment. 
Luke's Gospel shows a particular care for those who are outsiders in some way, as the Gentiles were, and for those who are sick or disabled, so maybe it's not so far-fetched to think it was the work of that beloved doctor. But if the author was a doctor, he was certainly one who believed that healing was more uh, was about more than curing individual bodies of individual diseases. The healing of souls matters just as much to him, and so did the healing of society, and ultimately the healing of the world. It's in Luke's Gospel that Mary sings of the God who has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted the humble and meek, who has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Isaiah has the same sort of vision for the world in our first reading. He looks forward to a time when not only the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped, but also waters will break forth in the wilderness, a time when healing will come to the whole of creation. In Hebrew, this vision of wholeness is called shalom. It's often translated simply as peace but it means far more than just an absence of war. God's shalom is the state where everything is as it ought to be. And don't we just long for that right now? On this day dedicated to Luke the healer, we're all aware of how much the world needs healing, not just physical healing from coronavirus, but healing for all that this pandemic has revealed about our societies. The inequalities it's exposed the precariousness so many are living with, the strains in communities and families. The effects of this tiny germ have been and will continue to be profound. We long for shalom, for peace, wholeness, healing. In today's Gospel reading, shalom is the first thing that Jesus' disciples are told to announce to those they're sent to. Whatever house you enter, Jesus says to his disciples, first say, peace to this house. In fact, peace is the only thing they'll have to give, because Jesus tells them not to take a purse or a bag or sandals. They'll be turning up on people's doorsteps destitute, powerless and barefoot. They've even got to leave their personal scruples behind, there to eat and drink whatever they're given a challenging thing for people brought up to keep the Jewish food laws. What if their hosts give them unclean food to eat? Jesus doesn't pretend it will be easy. They'll be like lambs amidst wolves, a combination which usually isn't too promising for the lambs, and there'll be more to do than they can ever manage. The harvest is plentiful, says Jesus, but the labourers are few. If this is supposed to be a pep talk, I wouldn't have been feeling very pepped at the end of it. But Jesus' advice has wisdom in it. With nothing to offer, they'll be the ones in need, and so they'll have to be open both to the people they're going to and to God. And because of that, they'll be much more likely to discover God's presence, to find that he's already there, close at hand, wherever they end up. They're told not to move about from house to house, looking for a more congenial place to be. Wherever they are, God will be there. And where God is, there is peace. They've seen this as they've watched Jesus at work. They've seen the peace of God in him, in the midst of storms, in the face of opposition, 
as he's crossed boundaries to heal and welcome people who others shunned. They've seen Jesus go into all these unlikely places, trusting that his father will be at work. Now it's their turn to find that out for themselves. This mission is a great God hunt. He's not going to equip them with quick fixes or prepackaged answers to impose on people. In fact, the less they have to offer, the better. But he's hoping rather that they'll discover that God is already there. All they have to do is to join in with what God is doing, and they will discover that the kingdom of God has come near. It's so easy to feel we should rush in with our own solutions when we're trying to help people, rather than listening and waiting with them, trusting that God has the situation in his hands and that it's his job to do what needs to be done in his time and his way. We get anxious, we're desperate to do something, to look useful, but our quick fixes usually turn out not to fix much at all, and quite often we make things worse. The best helpers are usually those who realise they have little to offer but themselves, their time and their attention. In the space we make when we do that, often, often, we find that healing peace which is God's gift to us. Peace within the storm. Peace which gives life to the spirit, even if the body dies. There's a wonderful challenge for all of us in this story. How would it change our lives if we greeted each day, each place, each person with the words, Peace to this house, peace to this time, peace to this place, this person, expecting that we'll find God, the God of peace, within it. What difference would it make to that conversation we're dreading, the task that seems beyond us, or the dull grind of something we've done a million times before, if we go into it trusting that God will reveal himself to us in it? Perhaps this week we should try that. Perhaps we should say those words to ourselves as we pick up the phone, or compose that email, or start a new shift at work, or set out on a journey. Peace to this place. Perhaps if we did so, we might discover more often that the kingdom of God has come near, and that the healing we long for is already growing within us. Amen. Let us pray. God of peace, we pray that we might find your peace in our pain, your stillness in our tumult, your still small voice of calm amidst the storms that beset us. Help us to trust you for ourselves and for those for whom we pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of compassion, we give thanks for the work of doctors, nurses and other medical professionals and for those who work in our care homes. We pray for medical researchers and all who work behind the scenes for our healing and health, for public health workers and all who try to create conditions which prevent and control disease. Give them strength and wisdom in their work. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of healing, we pray for all who are suffering today. 
We pray for those who've been laid low by coronavirus and for those suffering from other conditions. We pray for those whose operations have been delayed or whose treatment has been affected by the pandemic restrictions. We pray for your healing touch, the reassurance of your presence, the comfort of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, we thank you for our families, friends and neighbours, for all who support us and all whom we support. We pray for those who are separated from family and friends at the moment, especially for those affected by the re-imposition of restrictions on their ability to see each other. We pray for all who are worried about how a loved one will cope and for those who are longing to be able to hug one another or hold a hand to bring comfort. Lord, help us to find ways to stay connected so that no one is left behind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of hope, we thank you for your gift of life that cannot be destroyed by death. We pray for all who have died, entrusting them to your keeping, and for those who mourn, that they'll be comforted. Grant us all the grace to see your kingdom come in our lives and in those around us, both this day and forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The peace of God that passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.